This episode of Lead to Win is brought to you by the classic, executive, and bold full-focus planners to help you focus on your most important work. Find out more at focusonthispodcast.com slash planner. I don't know if you noticed this, Verbs, but my camera has cameras? <laughs> 12 cameras. Is it like when she sat down today, she put her phone on, she's like, oh, Blake, so does that phone have um, just two cameras? Is that... <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your host, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Hey, Blake. What's up, Courtney? How you doing? I'm doing great. It's Monday. I know. I'm excited. Me too. You're dancing. I'm People can't see you. <laughs> they can't see me dancing. But you're dancing. It's probably best for everyone involved that they cannot see what's What's happening? I'm glad you said that so I didn't have to. (laughs) (laughs) Courtney, let me ask you something. Have you ever been working on your computer and all of a sudden you find yourself in Slack or in your email and you're scrolling and you're thinking to yourself, wait, how did I get here? What am I doing? Yeah, I'm almost ashamed to admit (laughs) how frequently that can happen. You know, if I'm like... You can't remember what you were doing. (laughs) Yeah. Or like if you start in one platform and then you like have to go somewhere else to get the answer, but somewhere along the way... Exactly. Oh, let me just check. I think someone had sent me an email about that. And then 15 minutes go by and you're like, oh, why am I in my email? What am I... What was I doing? Or even worse, if you're, you know, hey, let me just take a quick second... And if I'm not careful, I'll just my thumb has a mind of its own, and it, but it knows where the Instagram app is on my phone, and so it'll just end up there somehow. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all by itself. I, oh, I guess I'm just scrolling Instagram. I catch myself. I'm like, what? Do I even like these people? I'm just like scrolling through here. Yeah, I'm just looking at random photos of someone else's vacation. I should be working. That is all true and accurate of the world we live in. And the fact is, it's just filled with distraction, and not even distraction. Like things that are actually made with one objective. To get your attention. Yeah. to keep it. Yes. Exactly. I mean, that is how apps today are made. Notifications. You've got all these things happening. It's just like almost chaotic in a way. Yeah. You can start to think, maybe I'm just bad at focusing. You know, this podcast is called Focus on This. And maybe you're thinking, oh, yeah, like I, I can never focus. I'm always distracted. That actually might not be true. You may just be in the wrong environment. You may be just be stuck in this digital environment of distraction and attention grabbing. Yeah, it's probably not you. I mean, if you've ever thought, like, maybe I have a medical condition, I need to go see the doctor, it's probably not that. It's probably that we live in this crazy electronic environment. But the truth is, we have a really great, simple, affordable tool to help you. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be a groundbreaking discovery for some of you, as it was for me. Okay. Are you ready ready for for it? Okay. Yeah. Tell me. It's paper. I know if you are under the age of, let's say, 35, you're like, I, I thought we were getting rid of that stuff. Yeah, paper is the worst. That I mean, honestly, not too long ago, I, I would have already turned the podcast off because I'm like, no, 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 no. Paper is I, I've, I live in a paperless world. Right. And right. I don't I've got all the apps I need. Everything's captured. Everything's in the cloud. I don't need paper. But paper is important. It, it's it makes a difference. If you're thinking, if you had thoughts a little bit like Blake, like, I'm just going to turn this podcast off, just hold with us for a second. We're going to give you three reasons to consider for why you should use paper. Right. Why you need to use paper to manage your day. It will 
potentially change your life as it did mine. No exaggeration. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but before we do that, Verbs, what do you got for us? You know what? Today I'm bringing you another interesting factoid. We're talking about paper, analog, how sometimes that leads to this whole multitasking myth. But did you know that researchers at Stanford found that multitasking actually reduces your IQ by 17%? Oh, like while you're multitasking? That is correct. Wow. There's other studies that confirm that your brain has limited processing power or bandwidth, just like a computer. So when you get information overload, you are less able to think clearly and make good decisions. So you're saying that my brain gets that same spinning wheel of death that my Mac... <laughs> the beach ball of yeah, death. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's all you. But aside from that, um, just want to remind everybody, if you have any questions, tips, or you find yourself needing some planner counseling, it's all right there in the community. Just search for Full Focus Community on Facebook. All right. So what we're talking about today is a really legit, common objection to using the full focus planner. I actually had a friend recently, Matt, that was talking to me about it. And he was like, I just can't, you know, carry that thing around. I don't, I'm supposed to have it beside me on my desk. You know, he was just like, he was like, I really want to know. So tell me, I feel like this episode is like dedicated to my friend, Matt. So not, not so passive aggressive, just directly for Matt. Matt, listen to yeah, this. Yeah, this everybody you. else, <laughs> turn it off. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's true. And I can, I honestly, I can empathize with Matt. I mean, I'm a millennial's millennial, but that changed uh, not too long ago and it really, really affected me. And so what we want to do is give you some rationale for why you've got to start using paper to manage your day. Specifically, we have three reasons Yeah, the first reason is you can't focus in a digital environment. We've already kind of talked about that a little bit, even just to try to get work done. It's just an environment that's just ready to make you do things that you don't want to do. Exactly. It's sort of like imagine a single piece of spinach that you're trying to eat to stay healthy, but it's lying in a sea, a tray full of chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) Oh, that's such a good analogy. And you like that? That was really good. It actually makes me. Do you have any chocolate chip cookies? I'm already distracted. Do we need to do that. this podcast right now? Should we go do it? Make it a snack Maybe? cast. Okay. Uh, but no, that's that's what it's like. the The digital environments that we're in are designed to capture our attention, and every app that you have on your phone or your computer wants to have your attention. That's why the first thing it asks you when you download is, "Hey, do you mind if I send you notifications? Because I want to notify you. I want to get your attention." And no matter how hard we try, just being, you know, just with the chocolate chip cookies all around, it's hard to keep our eye on the spinach, so to speak. The truth is, in the information economy, what you have to bring to the table is focus. If you can figure out a way to focus in this world, you're going to be hugely successful. Yeah, there's a book by Cal Newport called Deep Work that really turned me on to this thought, which is, we live in a time where everyone's distracted. Everyone talks about distraction and, oh, everyone they can't sustain focus. If you can practice the ability of sustained focus, you will win. You will stand out in your workplace. I guarantee you. And the key to doing that is to use paper because, and this leads us to our second reason, but your brain likes paper. Writing by hand actually lights up a different part of your brain and it forces us to fully process the message that we're trying to capture. Yeah, there's something, and this is to me something that has always frustrated me about using paper, is that it's slow. 
Yeah. You know, I, I can get things done, at least in my head. I, you know, I think I can accomplish so much more if, oh, if I could just type this out, that'd be so much better. Mm-hmm. But actually, the research shows that there's something to the slowness of writing and that it, it, it attaches itself to your memory. Yeah, I honestly, I feel like I picked up on this really early. I found um, back in my college days, it's been a hot minute since then, but that if I would write my notes and then take my notes and write them on note cards afterwards, it was like I had no problem remembering what I had just learned in a lecture. Um, and it's really key. Students that take notes on a computer versus actually writing their notes it's a vast difference on what students can remember when they hand write their notes. They have a higher level of comprehension and focus. Courtney, I think you're right about that. And actually, here's some, some research to back that up. Um, according to the researchers at Princeton and at UCLA, students who actually take notes on a laptop learn less than those who write them by hand. And plus, laptop note takers have the tendency to transcribe lecturers verbatim rather than processing that information and reframing it in their own words uh, which is that's that's detrimental to learning. So. Yeah, that's it, so interesting. It is. Plus, at NYU, they uh, one of the professors actually banned laptops from his classes. He compared the distraction of electronic devices to to secondhand smoke, and he said the industry has committed itself to an arms race for my students' attention. And if it's me against Facebook and Apple, then I lose. Mm. That's incredible. Most of you listening are probably not in college today, and Blake, you and I certainly or beyond that. (laughs) But let's take that and how it applies to our everyday work. Have you ever been to a meeting where everybody had a laptop open? Oh, yeah. Especially if you're leading the meeting, you can feel people's distraction. or The most frustrating thing. Or even when you're just in a meeting together and you're asking a question and then you're like, hey, so-and-so, what do you think about that? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I was typing an email. Uh, That is just... The most frustrating. It's, it's the adult version of like when you used to like fall asleep or daydream in your class and your teacher would be like, so Blake, tell us more about what you read in chapter three. And I'd be like, oh, right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so it's distracting as in our like work that we do alone, you know, like our individual contribution, but also the contribution that we bring as a team. It's just we're in this world of distraction. But if we can focus on using paper from time to time, that thing that we've all forgotten about, it can be a huge advantage. (laughs) Yeah. So first reason to start incorporating paper to manage your day is because it's almost impossible to focus in a totally digital environment. The second reason is your brain just likes paper. That's what the research tells us. And there's a third reason as well. uh, And this is a pretty cool one. So uh, tell us about reason number three, Courtney. Yeah, you can have the best of both worlds. So we're not saying everybody burn your computer. (laughs) Right. We still use smartphones and all this stuff. We're not saying you can't be connected digitally. You can actually have a hybrid system, right? Yeah, there are just some things that um, technology or computers are just better for. You know, things like project management, you know, a master to-do list. Yeah, that... That one you just said, a master to-do list. One of the things that I use my phone for when we talk about this hybrid system is I'll use it to just capture things. So if I'm in a passing conversation with someone and they say, hey, we should do lunch sometime, and you know, so often those things just fall through the cracks. Well, it's really helpful to just quick have your phone, and, and I have a, a app that I use to just capture that task mm-hmm. to then it just really just adds it to an inbox that yeah. I review during my workday shutdown. Uh, but that's really helpful to have that capture tool. However, 
if I just live from that, you know, when I'm actually trying to focus on what I need to get done during the day, that's where I pull out the full focus planner because that pen to paper has really helped me dial in my focus. Yeah. I I mean, without the full focus planner, basically what you have is the never ending to-do list. Exactly. Exactly. Literally. Uh, And similarly, I use, you know, our, our team here, our marketing team here at Michael High and Company use Asana for our project management tool. And so it, it holds all the things that are happening. Um, but then those things get filtered and then I put them in my planner. We all use a master calendar, a digital form of that. Mm -hmm. Um, there are also things like document management. You know, we have a robust system. Actually, in Michael, Hyatt, who created the Full Focus Planner, is very techie. I mean, every year we put out Michael's list of top tech tools for the next year. Exactly. I remember when the Full Focus Planner came out, and I was like, what? Like, I thought this guy was all about tech. Yeah. You know, but he learned just what we learned. What we've been sharing with you is that paper actually is good for certain things. You just can't beat it. What are some of those things? Yeah. So the first one is, you know, to put your daily agenda to paper and then to work from that. But really rewriting down what you have for the day is just recommitting to what you've already committed to. And it also brings awareness to like, is this really what I need to be doing? There's something very powerful about moving your calendar from a digital form to a paper form. Yeah. Another thing it's good for is a macro view. If you can imagine, you know, seeing a multiple calendar view, I don't know what it is. I can never, I never feel like when I'm in Google calendar that I really have a grasp for, you know, what's coming, the big rocks, so to speak of my quarter, but having that written on paper, I don't, I don't know what it is. It just works better. Same thing with notes. I know I mentioned this earlier, but, um, in practice, we don't use our computers in meetings. But I and I take notes for myself, even if we have somebody in the room taking notes, I always write notes for myself just to make sure that, you know, I kind of have a follow up item. It helps me remember and prioritize those later. Okay, one last note on this, especially if you work in the creative field, and I believe all of us work in the creative field, we all have to be creative in one way or another in our positions, being able to have paper and just jot ideas and kind of let those things free flow. That's just much harder to do in a digital environment. Writing on paper and just letting the ideas come, really powerful tool. Another way that I use paper that I have found to be very satisfying, just for my own peace of mind and sense of progress towards my goals, is I will literally draw little check boxes. So let me explain what I mean. So in my planner, every day I am making a certain number of phone calls. So these are, will usually be the people who are thinking about coming to one of our events or being becoming a client. I want to make sure that I'm calling a good number of those every day. But the problem is if I'm just making calls, I never feel like, wait, did I get anything done or not? And I don't know what it is, but on days where I draw out little checkboxes, like I'll draw out 10, 20, 30 checkboxes, checking those through, it is like such a dopamine hit. I'm just like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, this I can feel myself making progress during the day. And before I did that, it... I don't know how to describe it. It just felt like my day kind of wandered. Oh, I think there are people right now listening that are like, I actually write things down just to check them off. That yeah. feels good. <laughs> Have you ever written down a task in your planner that you already had done just to check it off? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Ch- checking something off, if it just feels so good. And you can't match it in a digital no. tool. Even no matter what haptic thing my iPhone's created, it just yeah. doesn't feel or Asana, quite Asana has uh, unicorns that literally go across the, the screen just to try. I think they're trying to capitalize on that. It doesn't work. Like paper, it just feels good. Okay, so in summary, if you find yourself 
just always feeling distracted, uh, getting lost in tasks during the day. The problem isn't you. You're, you're in an electronic environment that is designed to try to fight for your attention. So using paper is going to help you focus. It helps you remember, and it helps you get the right stuff done during the day. So you should use paper for daily self-management for three reasons. Reason number one, you can't focus in the digital environment. It's crazy town. Reason number two, your brain just likes paper. And reason number three, you can have the best of both worlds. We encourage the use of a hybrid system to take advantage of uh, what tech brings to the table and also the advantage of paper. Yeah, and so if you don't want to take our word for it, test us. Ooh, yeah. throwing down the gauntlet. Totally. Doing a challenge. Take a week, get some paper, try it out. And see what you're able to accomplish when you're using paper versus using your computer. Absolutely. I think you're going to love it. I think you'll feel more focused. You'll have more energy. You'll feel a greater sense of achievement. And you'll even remember stuff, stuff that used to slip your mind. It'll stay in your brain. All right. So, Verbs, what do you got for us? Since we're throwing down gauntlets on this episode... (laughs) I have a challenge. We talk a lot about the weekly big three on this podcast. And so the challenge is for you to drop your big three into social media and ask your friends and fans to name their own big three. So let's see if you can do some planner counseling right there on Twitter or wherever you do your social media in. And we love to follow along. So drop in the hashtag focus on this podcast and uh, we're going to track and see how it goes with you. That's awesome. Gauntlet is thrown down. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm really excited to see people's big three and yeah, to post my own. Uh, but for now, I'm excited. We've actually got a caller that we're going to chat with today. Verbs, who we got? We do indeed, Blake. Her name is Nancy J. Cullen. This is Nancy. Hi, Nancy. How are you doing? This is Blake Stratton from the Focus on This podcast. Hi, Blake. How are you? Thanks hey, for Nancy. joining us. Excited to be here. Where are you from, Nancy? I'm in Wichita, Kansas. Nancy, today we've been talking about just how valuable it is to use paper. Do you use uh, an all analog system? Do you just use the planner or do you incorporate some digital tools and, and have a hybrid system for yourself? I have a hybrid system, but it's a little bit old school. I had gotten started on using Microsoft Office after I had um, converted from another planner from way back. I've been a planner since, well, since forever, but in a system since the early 80s. And that particular paper system had kind of gone digital, but not a real friendly program. So I ended up uh, kind of dropping that and going to Microsoft Office, but found it not complete enough for what I wanted to do. Um, But I kind of hobbled along with it, and um, I just kept using that. So I still use that. So it's a little bit old school. I haven't tried a lot of the, you know, the other things that are out there. I just kind of stuck with what I know. Sure. Yeah. So do you use a digital calendar, stuff like that? Yes, I do. I use Microsoft Office for my calendar, my digital calendar. But that's long-term stuff, reoccurring stuff for time blocking. I guess time blocking planning is more uh, what I use it for. And then I, each week, when I do my full-focus planner work, I modify all that to fine-tune it for what I think the week is going to look like. Interesting. You just mentioned a concept I don't know if all of our listeners will be familiar with, which is time blocking. Can you explain what that is and how you use that and and how does that show up day-to-day for you? 
Well, time blocked out for certain activities. Like I blocked out most of this these last three days to do my um, quarterly review, but I had some other things I needed to do, so I stuck those in there. And it just it basically is an appointment with yourself, you know, or it, that's what I use it for anyway at this point. It just takes the stress out knowing that I have time allotted for a particular activity. So it's not all bunched up in my head going, you know, when are you going to take care of me type thing? And I can look at my calendar and, and take care of it that way. So. Yeah, I love I love that suggestion. And for people out there that are thinking, yeah, a lot of times my whole day gets taken up by other people. This is a great way to, to reserve some time to do things that you need to do. It kind of protects time for yourself. It does. And I, of course, I'm retired from the job that I had, you know, other people tell me what I need to do. So I have a lot of freedom now about what I do when, but I do block my time out. And I figure that um, time is important. And so I like to make sure that I'm intentional with it no matter what. And even if it's my own personal time, I try to be a good steward of that. Do you have a master to-do list or a master project list? Or does all that stuff live in your planner? How does that work? Yeah, I I use uh, Microsoft Office for my master to-do list and all my things that are out there. Um, And what I try to do with that, um, lately it hasn't been very successful because September was a crazy busy month. I um, try to go in each day and pull out something off of my Microsoft Outlook master list to pull in to do and uh, take care of it that way. So, um, you know, I do have a master list and I keep it there. Sometimes, like right now, my planner has got a whole page of stuff that kind of got bunched up in September, so those are going to end up going probably onto my uh, master list if I can't get to them this week. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, it's a hybrid system, even going from digital to analog, but also analog to digital. So I do that same thing at the end of the week as part of my weekly preview is move any of my incomplete tasks or things I need to delegate back to my digital system. So Nancy, I heard that you might have a question for us. Well, I guess the thing is, is that I consider myself a fairly mature planner. I spent um, over 20 years as an air traffic controller and uh, dealing with, you know, very time sensitive, time critical decisions all the time. So I just am kind of wondering how other people or how Michael recommends, you know, using things like, for instance, my daily routine is fairly robust now. And does he ever go out or do, does anybody ever go in and kind of revamp that and pair it out so you don't just keep adding things on? I'm kind of curious about those kind of things because I love my daily routine. I feel like those are the things that uh, anchor my day and anchor my purposes. So I'm just kind of wondering if they get cumbersome for people and they revamp them or if they just kind of keep trudging through on them or how they handle that sort of thing. Yeah, it's totally worth examining those every quarter and you can totally change them. I've changed mine just about every quarter, um, but we actually have people on staff that do it all kinds of different ways. Um, We have somebody on our staff who actually has a menu um, and she actually uses it each day. But in general, you know, you set them and then each quarter you review them, tweak them. Um, I think I mentioned on an earlier podcast that I had changed my start time for the day from 5 a.m. to 5.50 recently, uh, which is a pretty big shift when you're talking about a morning ritual. Yeah, another thing to think about is if there is a change, a a season change, uh, some kind of life change that can spark that. Uh, For me, you know, in the past year, 
having a child was a big change. I had to change my morning ritual because all of a sudden there's there's a baby and that that changes things. Uh, maybe it's you know taking on a new project or maybe it's even going on vacation. So sometimes when we go on vacation, uh, everything goes on vacation and yeah. we don't we abandon rituals that actually help us stay clear and we still want to stay clear on vacation, but maybe you know we're not you know running the three miles or whatever yeah. it is, you know, uh, but it's helpful to have. Uh, you know, one to review that on a quarterly basis at least. But, right. you know, if there's something else that's going on, maybe it's a vacation, maybe it's a season yeah. of life change, to look at that as a time to re-examine your rituals as well. Another reason to re-examine them is maybe you have a new habit goal hmm. and yep. you're trying to figure out when's the right time to do that and it may actually affect one of your rituals. Maybe that's the best place to put that new habit goal. That would be a great reason to revisit your rituals. Okay, well, I, I do kind of review them, and I know in the last year I had a fairly major, well, it turned out not to be a major thing, but it was a major thing to deal with, health situation, and um, my rituals, as it were, kind of kept me focused on just keeping some stability amongst all the other voices that were hollering at me about what I needed to do. So yeah. it's been extremely helpful in that respect for me in this last year, but I'm, I'm now past all that and doing great, and so um, I just... I feel like, I can't want your pillows fluffed. I kind of feel like my daily routine needs a fluffing yeah. for some reason. That's great. Well, we'd love to hear as you fluff the uh, daily ritual to, <laughs> to hear how that goes. For everybody listening, I think Nancy hit on something that's really important about your rituals. Um, and Michael has talked about this with our team is a lot of times when we get in stressful situations, the first thing to go is our rituals. And, right. he, and actually it's, the number one thing that doesn't need to go. We get stressed and we're like, okay, sleep, all the things I do to set my day up. Let's throw that out the window. And actually in those seasons, those need to be the things that we keep coming back to and keep implementing. So thanks for sharing all of that, Nancy. Well said. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast yeah. today. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me to be on. Right, Absolutely. Take care. Like Nancy was so great. Yeah, I love that she wants to challenge herself with her rituals. And she brought that up. I was like, oh, yeah, you got to reexamine your rituals. Don't just, you know, hey, I set my ritual and then I just never look at it again. It's good to reexamine those, take those out, dust them off, see if they're really producing the results you want. You know, we're talking about analog and paper. And, and Nancy was asking about rituals. And there's actually a really strong connection between those two as well. Writing your ritual down. Game changer. Just having a ritual in your mind, that's helpful to a certain extent, but actually documenting it makes it a really powerful tool. Agreed. One last thought about this whole idea of using paper, because I was a big skeptic. And if it wasn't for my friend Eric, he's the reason that I started using a full focus planner. He, he is a digital guy like me. And he said, Blake, trust me, just try this planner. Well, at the time, what Eric didn't know was that I was really struggling to sleep. I would wake up at 2, 3 a.m., and my brain would just start going. I'd start thinking about all the things that I had to get done the next day or that didn't happen the day before. Your brain doesn't always know when it's time to sleep, I think. It, it, my brain would just think, oh, now's the time to solve all these problems. I couldn't figure out why. I had, you know, I was capturing everything, using my system. Well, literally, a few days into using the planner just to do my big three and to write out my tasks by hand, I started sleeping through the night. It only took awesome. a few days. I, I wasn't doing the whole planner. I wasn't setting the goal. I didn't have any of the rituals. I didn't have any of that stuff. Just started using paper a little bit 
it it literally changed my life because I was sleeping again, and that you know just had a cascade effect. So again, uh, this is a small thing. It may seem simple. It may seem outdated, but it's really really powerful, and it doesn't take a lot to get started. Again, this is where take the test. Just try it out for a week. Well, thank you so much for making us a part of your day on the Focus on This podcast. Happy Monday, y'all. Yeah, that's right. I I hope you spread the love. Use the hashtag Focus on This podcast if you want to share it with your friends on social media. And you know what's coming next week? What's up? I found it. What did you find? I found a huge crack in the sidewalk that all your goals are falling into. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where they went. We'll show you how to close that up next Monday. Well, until then, stay, stay focused. focused. It's a brand new day, get going to get the right stuff done. Focus on this. Focus on this. Happy Monday. This episode of Lead to Win is brought to you by the classic, executive, and bold full focus planners to help you focus on your most important work. Find out more at focusonthispodcast.com slash planner.